Man, ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. Weed is from the earth. God put this here for me and you. Take advantage, man. Take advantage. I'm in love with um, all right, well, let's uh, well, let's make up a funny atheist. Why don't you be Herman? Herman, yeah. Herman the Herman the legal drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what's that so sounds crazy. funny to me. I mean, that's what's so crazy is um, we were we were telling this story on on Bad Christian of you know, and I was I was using some code and everything because I didn't want to give up who this person was, but I was I was even telling our listeners about your generosity towards this person because of their chronic pain. And I just find it so ironic when people hear drug dealer, they think, oh, like uh, someone that sneaks around in the elementary yeah. schools trying, trying to get, get kids hooked on Lurking <laughs> in the shadows. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's so crazy. But anyway, so we'll, um, you know, here we are in Charleston, South Carolina, where medicinal marijuana is not even legal. Not so even a thought. <laughs> so we're going to keep, we're going to even keep your first name and alias. So we'll call you Herman. Okay. And, um, but yeah, let's just start with, how long have you been in Charleston and then how long or how did you get into selling weed? Okay. Uh, I've lived in Charleston for a little, about 20 years or so. Yeah. Um, uh, moved away for a couple of years to get into, you know, the, the medicinal cannabis business on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting right there. So you would consider yourself just medicinal? I mean, that, that was, that was, that's the point of it you know like trying to be that you know legal so that you can offer this this medicine to people that actually need it because for myself i suffer from anxiety and stuff like that and i've tried all the chemical drugs and it just wasn't for me it made me more panicky and just you know too much for my system to handle and yeah nothing like just a little bit of little bit of weed yeah it makes me feel mellowed. Yeah. yeah. So I would imagine that a lot of our um, listeners do not have um, experience with weed. A lot of them do, but okay. then a lot of them don't. So what what does it take for someone? Because I, I know for a fact that a lot of our listeners suffer with anxiety and depression. And Definitely. Yeah, that's too many. So, so what does it look like for you personally? I mean, is it one of those things to where, oh, man, I feel like I'm slipping into some sadness. Let me just smoke a little bit. Or is it like definitely. smoke a little bit every morning so you don't go there? Or how, how do you use it? Um, it's definitely like, you know, just not not really a regular schedule. I just feel if I, I feel a little bit of stress coming on and stuff yeah. like that, just take one or two little hits. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, get messed up by any means. Right. It's just something to relax my nerves without having to, like I said, go to those chemical drugs yeah. that just completely numb you to everything. Yeah. And that's not... The kind of person that I yep. am, you know. Yeah, totally. Now, do you ever you ever get totally messed up? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and as as everyone does, right. with would it be alcohol right. or whatever? Everyone, you know, has occasionally a little glass of red wine, or sometimes they just get drunk. You know, yeah. it's kind of bred into our society. Like yeah. that's that's what you do. You yeah. gotta have a release from your the normality of right. your life. Right. Totally. Now, what outside of the actual smoke going into your lungs and obviously there's many ways of ingesting mm-hmm. marijuana so that doesn't have to be your go-to but Definitely. outside of those potential risks i am very uneducated with 
potential adverse effects on long-term brain fun- like the the thing that parents like to throw around is yeah, yeah. brain cells you know i mean how i don't i don't know the truth in any i don't well, know the, to be honest with you there's there's not enough research that yeah. they've done yet because you know they're the government i feel like is just trying to keep people at bay with the, with yeah. like, if they're not educated and they don't like have anything positive to say about it then they figure it'll still people keep people in the dark yeah so you know that whole it's an evil it's a drug like don't try it it's right. bad for you yeah. which so what little research they have done most of it is like it the smoke doesn't really hurt you like the good stuff in it outweighs the bad really wow. yeah so you know the carcinogens aren't gonna destroy you not like smoking a cigarette all yeah. that nicotine and stuff that'll just tar up in your lungs right and i'm sure there is some sort of effect but like not nearly as bad yeah. you know yeah well, it seems like also too, if someone is addicted to nicotine, they're smoking constantly. Packs whereas packs, if someone smokes a lot of weed, that still is not. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, like it's. I feel like people consider if you smoke a lot of weed, if you like take, you know, smoke three times a day or yeah. something like that, yeah. which is not that much smoke to ingest, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's so crazy. Like when I was in school. And I would imagine it probably was the same. I mean, you and I'm a lot older than you, but like in the 80s, I mean, it was seriously, we were taught that marijuana, cocaine, heroin, all that stuff was on equal playing field. It's just just insane. And that's that's how I viewed marijuana probably up until early adulthood. I was like, well, that's that's shit, man. You stay away from it. I'd I'd say that's most of America still. Right. You know. Um, When we first, when we first started talking today, you talked about how, you know, your your motivation to get into it initially was more to help people yeah. and stuff. How would you feel if, um, well, well, before we even get into that, how how do you get more clients? Like, are you? Would you say? And I and I use this in, in a very positive way, like a, a salesman or something. Are you a hustler as far as? Do you try to find clients? Do you say, "Hey, spread the word, man"? <laughs> Most of the time, it, it, it kind of doesn't even like you. It almost happens organically, yeah. really. Yeah. Like you know, one friend. You know, can I give my friend your number? Blah blah yeah. blah. That kind of ordeal. And um, they always like if you've known him for a while. Yeah, that's fine. You know, right. That's, yeah. So, so you go to the West Coast and you grow your own marijuana. Am I yes, correct? Sir, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, you know, where some people sell marijuana, they're getting it from someone and selling it for them. Yeah, exactly. You're you're doing it all. You're you're getting yeah, it from yourself and yourself. I know exactly where from beginning to end. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's a, that's really so cool. I know exactly where it came from. There's I know what went into it. You know, yeah. so it's yeah, like you said, some people they they have no idea what it, where it came from right. and the quality of it. It doesn't really matter to them. They're just looking to make a dollar and yeah. they don't really care about anything other than that yeah totally so uh another thing that i have no idea about and i've heard people talk about this but i don't really know what it means are different strands yeah different types what what does that mean um as far as like how it's planted is it a different type of seed do they have different effects when people smoke it i mean what what's what's that about because um i i do you know i have a lot of friends that smoke marijuana and I don't think that they take the approach of, hey, I, I want to make an order of such and such strand. They just say, I want to buy 50, 50 bucks worth. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I guess they don't know what strand, strand they're getting. I don't even know what that means. Well, the, the science behind all of that has advanced like, yeah. s- 
so far in the last, I'd say, 10 years, 15 years or something like that. Um, and pretty much, you know, there's Indica and Sativa. One's more of a, you know, a couch-locking body high. Yeah. And the other one's more of a, like a, a euphoric, like, head high. Yeah. You know, real motivating. Um, and there's there are so many strains. Like, yeah. you couldn't even count them in thousands, you know. And people are constantly breeding new ones. Right. Just for, uh, you know, different abilities that they have yeah you know um now do you do you engineer what you grow to like do you say i'm gonna make this we do actually yeah yeah um because i prefer the more of the sativa strains and there's you know hybrids with both of them in it together yeah it's all about finding that balance that feels like you're functional still and you also don't feel like i said completely messed up and you know just trying to find that happy medium out yeah yeah is it possible for someone to knowingly rip someone off, not with like fake marijuana, but they know it's not that good? Is there such thing as uh, definitely I, not being good? I, yeah, definitely. I I feel like that happens all the time. Like out here on the East Coast, like you said, you know, people just want I just want fifty dollars worth. You know, they don't really know what it is, right. where it came from. So you know, it enables the person who has it. You, you know, they could have uh the stuff that wasn't actual like prime cuts of the plant you know yeah. just like bottom small little cheap nuggets yeah that, and they can sell it for the same price over here just because people over here don't have it readily available right. to them right such as like uh, the west coast people who can go to a store and buy it you know yeah. oh yeah totally so yeah my my friend has like a little uh ceramic on his table and it's got chocolates in there yeah <laughs> it's exactly, exactly. I mean, it's just so crazy because he he was in Seattle before it became legalized, and now he's okay. he's still there, and he's just like, it is just it's unreal. unreal. You yeah, just walk to the store. You just show me your ID, and yeah. you can get what That's you want. Yeah. Was it 18? Uh, yeah, yeah, 18 years ago. Ah, <laughs> so you being in Charleston, do you feel ever paranoid of getting caught? Like, are you thinking, oh, crap, I shouldn't have talked to that person so candidly? I don't know if it's somebody who's going to tell their uncle who's a cop. Like, are, are you fearful of like getting busted, I mean, uh, how does I t- that work? I tend to, to you know keep my business under wraps unless yeah. it's somebody who I like, you know, have known for a while. Yeah. that kind of thing. It's because you you do never know who's who's going to be out there. Who's going to, you know, if you sell to the wrong person and they get busted and they you know want to give the cops your name just to get out of a, a ticket or something right. like that. And some people are willing to do that. Gotcha. That's why you just gotta watch your own back. Yeah. I mean, so how so how do you how do you process that? Let's let's say, um, well, I mean, I have I, I've I've come to you, and I guess since you and I have a relationship, um, you, you know, you felt like it was a, a trusting situation, you know, as far as the guy that you helped out. Uh-huh. But what if I was pretty much a stranger to you, and I, I don't know how I found out that you sell weed, and I was just like, hey man, you know, can can I buy like. Do you want to ask questions, or you like, well, well shit, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll give. You know, I mean, uh, unless I met the person in person and kind of like run them through the gauntlet of, you yeah. know, like getting to know them a little bit better before I, you know, reveal all my secrets. You yeah. know, I I tend to like tread water lightly, like yeah. I said, and make sure that I the person is trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. All right, so some other things that I've heard about marijuana um, is the whole uh, gateway drug stuff. Like, what do you what do you even think about uh, that? That's that's <laughs> silly. I mean, 
I personally don't believe it because me as a person, I didn't start consuming marijuana until yeah. I was 28 years old. Yeah. So, like, you know, I always figured it would have helped me, but I wanted to wait and make my, my own educated decision before I started, like, even diving into it. And, uh, you know, so I wasn't just smoking to get high like a teenage kid and stuff like that. Right. You know, um, it's... It's all personal choice, really. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, is there like um, so if I if I go to the doctor, um, you know, and tell some super personal things, there's just an understanding. Doctors don't tell other people. Yeah, do yeah. You, do you kind of take that mentality? Like if uh, you know, if someone came up to you and said, "Man, you know, I know it's not that big of a deal, but..." gosh, I'm a professional, I'm superintendent of such and such, yeah. and I just really want some marijuana. Like, <clears throat> does he or she even have to ask you, hey, please don't tell, tell you that I'm, I'm buying this, not. or is that something that I, you just I, assume as a, it's yeah, off the table? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want my business out there, so I would, you know, I personally, I wouldn't put anyone else's business out there. And yeah. Like, you know? Do you ever have people like, oh, like, definitely. Like, kind of scared, yeah. like, man, older people or like, you know, like you said, professionals. Like, yeah. I'm a lawyer. Tell, tell really me, tell me some people, people, nameless people that, uh, buy marijuana from you. It's just, I think it'd be interesting to a lot of people. There's a, there's a whole plethora of people, man. You, you really, uh, I don't even know where to start. I, I mean, mean just, there's, there's no, no occupation off the table. table. Every, every walk of life that I've, I've pretty much somebody that you don't know probably yeah. is consuming cannabis and yeah like you said earlier you have to be like real secretive about it and it, it's kind of sad yeah that it even has to be like yeah that. if it's helping these people function in their life and they're not abusing it you know? yeah yeah totally. well with a lot of um with a lot of uh christian people listening do you have like uh pastor or church workers or like hey man please dude i'll lose my job but i really <laughs> definitely 100 <laughs> percent like uh you know like some people are you know complete bible thumpers so they yeah. like, take it literally right and it, uh, it's everyone's doing it like well, not everybody you know right but there's a, a, a very large percentage of the population that does it yeah whether you know it or not yeah <laughs> yeah and I know this this doesn't this doesn't have to um, you know concern you or even something that you think about but me being a pastor and you know just kind of seeing how culture is changing and stuff it is it is super interesting because bottom line and I hope everybody in the south understands this at some point it's just going to be legal everywhere and so it's just so interesting because right now you have a lot of people that would say okay not only is it illegal but it's just not something you should do or i've heard this one too and i want to ask you about this in fact let's let's camp out on this one would do you agree with the statement of well i mean the difference between alcohol and marijuana is you can have a sip of wine and you know maybe feel a little buzz or maybe feel nothing at all if you breathe in one puff of marijuana you're going to feel it big time so it's almost like automatic drunkenness I mean, uh, it, it, not necessarily. It really depends on the person. Yeah, you know, like sometimes all you need is one little hit to calm your nerves. Yes, yeah. and that's all it'll take. Yeah, you get frustrated with the double standard. Yeah, of people. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 silly, really. Uh, it's all it's all drugs if you want to. Yeah, in that co- yeah. category, you know. 
there's a um there's an organization i think they're called moms for marijuana or something and i read a article it was so interesting and they like mentioned how ironic and hip- hypocritical it is because you've got this plethora of women young mothers who are just like i gotta get my happy juice at night and you know they drink a bunch of wine but yeah. then they would call anyone that smokes marijuana for the same yeah, purpose like irresponsible and criminals and ridiculous. If, you have to, if you have to drink yourself numb at night to go to sleep then yeah it's the same thing you're abusing a drug yeah alcohol is a drug yeah <laughs> now if if um if marijuana does become legal everywhere how does that affect you as a career um i mean it will change the game definitely but me personally i find that as a positive yeah so i won't have to be slinking around and you know like having to operate all everything black market on the east coast yeah and feel like i have to look over my shoulder and you know keep everything under wraps yeah I, I'm kind of looking forward to it being legal so that the culture as a whole in America will understand that it's not this demonic thing that it's been made out to be for right. decades in America. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, what um, I was talking to a guy about a week ago, and he told me that he started smoking, I think it was like 18 years old, and, you know, he made no qualms. He was just like, dude, I... I started smoking a lot, and I've literally been smoking a lot. He said for the past twelve years. Um, now he said it's not like he's anti marijuana right now, but almost in his own words, he said, "Man, I just realized I've got to I've got to grow up because it's making me lazy. I don't feel motivated, and all of that." Would that be an example of someone that just doesn't know moderation? Yeah, that's that's what I would say. Like. Uh when you use it so heavily like that, you know, there, how can you be motivated if yeah. you're just like completely out of your mind high all the time? Right. You can't expect to get anything done. So, you know, it, I think everyone needs to find their own happy medium. Right. If they, you know, they want to use that as something to help them function in life. Yeah. As same with alcohol, you know? Yeah. Some people go overboard and abuse it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. How do you get it from California here? Do you take uh, like road trips? Uh, the mail. The mail, really? <laughs> the easiest way. <laughs> How do you do that? Like, it, there's no risk involved. Like, there, I mean, there's there's always risk involved, but if you know how to package it properly and it, and it'll get here. <laughs> yeah. So, so some, some of the, the mechanics that are interesting, interesting for me, like. Um, how much weed do you need as far as distribution for the next six months? I mean, are we talking, uh, and I'm sure some people's mind can't really grasp what like a gram looks like or something. Yeah, are we talking exactly. like a huge cardboard box? They, like they just it, full of it? It ounces a lot, but yeah. it's not, that's really like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would say if, if everything's going smoothly, I would go through at least a pound a month. I yeah. Mean, if, not, if not more. Yeah. So. And and what is like somewhat of the going rate these days? Uh, depends on. I mean, I tend to keep my prices not as inflated. Yeah. Just because, like I said, I do it. I mean, obviously, you know, I need to make money, but I'm not doing it for that sole purpose. Right. You know, I'm helping people out. Like uh, my mother even uses it, so I 
hook her up, you know, and that's convenient right there, there boy, my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, so, do you keep whatever you're distributing? Is it just in a safe place in your house? No, uh, no, I have a, a, a place where I keep it. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, because you, that, that would be a really bad situation if exactly. a fire happened or yeah. something. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's always risks with everything, but you know, you get, you just gotta do make smart moves. That's right. like my my main thing is right. like making everything a smart move, not flaunting, not you know trying to get yourself caught because yeah. you know I'm not a young kid out there just like trying to look cool with his friends because. I sell weed, you know. Right. It's because I need it personally. Yeah. And why can't I be able to help other people that need it as well? You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever do you ever sense from people that are like, oh yeah, yeah, and, you know, you're talking, they know that you have marijuana, and you're just like, they're really trying to be buddies with me for ulterior yeah, motives. Definitely. That yeah. That, that happens quite often. Actually. <laughs> really. And, and Is that what kind of person are you? Is that disheartening, or you just let uh, it? It. it it kind of it bums me out a little bit, but I feel like those are the people that, you know, I will hook them up, but, you know, it's not going to be as cheap as someone that I right. that I know who's not just some random person, you know, like yeah. trying to come up on me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Gosh, that's so crazy. Um, as far as, as sm- far as smoking it, what, what, and, and I've heard, you know, personal opinions from, from different people. Uh-huh. Do you think um, that there is a, like, it, let, let's let's talk strictly positive stuff. Like, do you think that there are more profound potential of deeper thinking, um, hearing music in a different way, coming up with, like, crazy ideas, and maybe you write them down, and when you're not high, you're like, man, this really is a good idea. Like, is, is there... A deeper level of uh, creativity. I mean, what, what's I, your thoughts on that? I believe so. I mean, uh, I, I feel like it just helps you like get out of your own, you know, specific train of thought for a little while. You yeah. Know? And it's what I like it about it is it's not like doesn't last forever. You right. Know? It's just like maybe an intense hour of relaxation and thinking hard. Like I'll I tend to play guitar whenever I get you know. Mm-hmm smoke a little in the evening and i feel like it almost opens up the floodgates of creativity because yeah. I'm, I'm letting my mind flow more freely and i'm not trying to control what i'm doing and maybe i'll come with a riff that i definitely wouldn't even have thought of yeah. if i was in my normal state yeah. of mind yeah yeah totally how about um you know I've, I've done research and there's um apparently paranoia uh forgetfulness and uh, those sort of things is that is that when someone is high right then and there not necessarily like afterwards or, or i what? feel like yeah I, um sometimes if you get too stoned your short-term memory is a little but that's just because you're like i'd say it makes you a little more absent-minded sometimes yeah. But it's just, it really depends on how much you consume. You yeah. know, like, this boils down to that. Yeah. Um, can you ever, can, it, has there ever been a time that you have or maybe someone else has told you that they've hallucinated or, um, you know, seen things or anything like that? Uh, not necessarily. Um, it, it definitely will make your brain seem a little fuzzy sometimes yeah. so that i mean i could see if someone who's 
you know, not as uh, used to it, like interpreting that as, you know, seeing things and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I tend to think it just makes you feel a little more loose and a little more chill. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, that's my experience. Yeah. But, you know, each person has their own totally. public interpretation. Now, I've heard different opinions on this, too. Driving. Because, driving, I, yes. yeah, I, I've, I've heard, heard some people say, you're crazy. There's no way you should drive high. And then I've heard people say, I'm actually a little paranoid, thus I am more careful. Uh, I I personally experienced both of those sides, you know. <laughs> you uh, have personally experienced yeah, both? both? both sides. Like, it could be a, the perfect amount of high where you're just, like, a little bit, and you're, like you said, like, paying more attention because you know you're a little bit high. Right. But, I mean, here in South Carolina, it's more of a, I don't like to drive when I'm high because I know there's literally cops on every corner around here you yeah. know the south is definitely yeah. more heavily policed you know? yeah now if if uh if a cop pulls you can they just tell that you're high do they is there a way of figuring out like some sort of uh, breathalyzer, breathalyzer or? or uh there there is a way some sort of breathalyzer thing that they have developed but i don't think they have it over here on the east coast yet gotcha. i know it's on the west coast they can kind of tell but um i mean some people's there's it's easier to read Mm -hmm. than others like me personally i don't feel like i look high when i'm high but some people their eyes get glazed over (laughs) and super red and they you know is that more goofy is that quantitative like is that because they smoke more yeah exactly gotcha Uh gotcha but some people just have that reaction to it you know just even if they smoke a little bit you know red eyes Yeah. (laughs) yeah do you personally prefer getting high by yourself or is it fun to do that with other people or um, I, I like to do it with other people, you know, yeah, little joint between friends, yeah, I mean, sitting around a fire, nothing yeah. better than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what would you say about people that say things along the lines of, yeah, man, but it's, it's illegal, like, you're not a law-abiding citizen, I, I have my opinions on that, then I won't give well, them to honestly, you, Honestly, uh, alcohol was illegal at one point in right. this country's history, they, and, you know, people were still running that underground. Right. It's the same concept, I think. I, th- I just think it's... The government doesn't know how to control it yet. Yes. Because it is is a plant that you can grow yourself. Yeah. And it, it scares them, and it makes it so they... When they can't control it, they can't tax it right, and right. people are doing it themselves, then they want that. They want money. It's, yeah. it's really what it boils down to. Yeah. It's like, how can we get our share off of what's going on i think it's uh i mean it's such a another double standard because a lot of the people that want to throw the law thing out there how many times did they listen to music illegally like you know back in the day burning cds illegally or running red lights and stop signs i mean it's just like okay well why do you do that kind of stuff how many times have you driven a little drunk right and say oh i'm fine right it's everyone breaks the law right to what degree you do it really yeah um do you think that um what's what's your ethnicity i'm hispanic hispanic do you think that you would have more severe treatment or consequences than someone doing the same exact thing that's white uh I believe so. Yeah. Just because I've experienced it, you know, like police profiling me just because of the color of my skin. Like, yeah. Um, it, yeah. 
yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's also a sad truth about America. Oh, there. Racial profiling is a real thing. Yeah, like, it does happen. Yeah, yeah. Whether we want to believe it or not, it's uh, definitely a thing. Yeah. that's still heavily grounded to our society. Yeah, totally, totally. So why um, why West Coast? Is that because it's too risky to grow in mass quantity here? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and I mean, how, how big of a plot are we talking? Like, how, um, what's the square footage of of what you're growing? The the farm that I was working on uh, before I came back out this coast uh, was a forty acre farm um, with about uh, I don't know the exact square footage but I mean we we had about thirty five hundred plants you know um, and very large size so we, we this, this is, is you me and, and my, me and my uh, people that I work with how I mean five people ten people uh, there's about four or five of us yeah. and so you do they all do what you do take it to another state and um, not necessarily um, because there still is you know the medical market you know out there who we could sell to dispensaries and all that but then there's you know getting it over here which will make you a little bit more money but you know so risk involved right with it right now do you have people working for you as far as helping with distribution and saying hey can you sell some of this like how does that work um i don't just because like i said i like to keep my stuff you know kind of i like to hold the reins of my horses pretty tight yeah just so you know because you never know someone someone could land you in prison right that's not what i'm about yeah what would be if if so let's say um let's say some someone rats you out and so someone's got a pretty solid lead okay this guy herman we think we know where he lives and we're gonna go to his door what what would happen if you went to your door um and wherever you were you knew the marijuana was there and um I don't know how they would get a warrant without pro- I don't know how all that law set. but anyway how how would you handle something like that would you immediately do you know the law well enough to where you could say I don't know what you're talking about like you can't come in here yeah without without a warrant or probable cause they cannot enter my house yeah. so you know and if it, it, can if a probable was, cause be someone saying no I know this guy has it is that uh not necessarily yeah uh, I feel like they they definitely need you know to observe you doing these things before they can just go by the the word of like one random person you know yeah but it is it is a reality that that could happen you know yeah yeah and and on the scale of one to ten ten being paranoid every second and one being you don't care like where are you with being worried about that uh i'm i'm pretty low man because I, like I said, I don't really mix with any sketchy people, yeah. so I don't really, I don't really have that sort of thing in my life. Not yeah. like another person who, you know, would live, you know, downtown Charleston, who just is trying to make a bunch of money, yeah. who would sell to whoever they don't care as long as they're making money. You know? Yeah, it's, it's not what it's about for me. Have you ever interacted with um, other? Uh, weed dealers that annoy or frustrate you with how they handle their, their business. business. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was like two 
too flaunting with it and you know like i got this i got that they don't really know what they have anyways yeah just really silly to me yeah trying to be cool about being a drug dealer and it's like (laughs) that's not cool i mean (laughs) what you're doing it for the wrong reasons right (laughs) right now is this is this what you dedicate all your time to as far as for income uh most of it yes yeah yeah and I would imagine it's pretty fun. I mean, you're interacting with people, yeah. you're providing them with something that exactly. helps and yeah, those sorts of things. things. Um, have you ever partnered up, um, you know, informally with a, a doctor that knows you? And I don't know if it would be against the law for them to do this, but refer a patient to you and say, hey, I know a really cool guy that, you know, you can trust and you should probably try some marijuana. Um, I actually have a couple of friends who are in the medical field who have referred friends to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just a great feeling to know that something that I've grown is going to go to help someone benefit them. You yeah. Know? So they don't have to take 10 pills a day to make yeah. their body feel normal. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But rather, you know, smoke a couple joints of something that grew out of the ground. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How about the, are you, are you knowledgeable as to what the common consensus, well, I, I guess it's too big of a field for there to be a consensus, but people in the psychology um, field, do you find, if, if you've interacted with them, do you find that they are also very open to the effects that marijuana has on the brain as a, as a plus? Um, I'm not certain about that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would it would be a better option than most of the stuff that, that people prescribe for different ailments that could be cannabis could be used to help out with or cure, you know. Yeah. Um, has there been ever has there ever been uh, something very bad happened to you since you've been selling? Whether it was someone accusing you of lacing it with someone something or someone threatening that they are going to tell if you don't give them something free. I mean, have you ever uh, had no, anything I, crazy? I, I haven't really ran into anything like that. Yeah. Thank God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows nobody needs to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, what are, do you, can you think of any other, um, I guess, stereotypes that people have of marijuana or marijuana deal? Oh, I, I have a question. Do are there a lot of marijuana dealers that also sell hard drugs that are harmful? Definitely. I, I still feel like that's most of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? So it's not that common to do what you're doing by just selling marijuana. I don't I don't believe so. No. Gosh. And and is that something that you would agree with common culture um beliefs that all that stuff is bad for you or oh, do you definitely think, yeah. I, I i don't believe in any kind of chemical drugs man yeah like whether it be like recreational chemical drugs or not like yeah i, I don't like any of that yeah how about um any other th- any other stuff out there that uh like i heard i heard recently nutmeg can make people high. Have you heard about that? Oh, no. <laughs> Google, Google that later. Yeah, I was I like, will. what uh, in yeah, the world? Sounds crazy. <laughs> but are, are there any other 
uh, natural ways along the same line as weed, or is weed just kind of in a you know I feel category like it's, of its, it's own? own? Yeah, it's, it's kind of its its own category, man. It, plant that has evolved ready for us to use, but you know, yeah, government's not trying to let us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Do you do you find yourself? I, I mean, I guess maybe you would not open up to people that you didn't already trust, but do you ever find yourself in a position of having to defend what you do because someone's just like, oh, definitely. It, you know, there are so many ignorant people. They're just ignorant to it. They they have never even been around it. They don't know what it does. They don't know really anything about it besides the fact that their parents have told them to stay away from it and then it's bad and you know it's could be the first thing from the truth you know yeah yeah what would be your um your perception on and, and would this depend on what job it is how do you feel about someone getting up in the morning having a cup of coffee um couple eggs grits and then smoke some marijuana get in the car go to work do you think there's some fields where that would work uh i i think as long as you're not using heavy machinery or yeah. like you know something that's going to be risking somebody else's life it'd be perfectly fine as long as you're not i know many people that you know have a couple puffs before they go into work just to distress themselves before yeah. they have to deal with crowds of people or what have you so you would guess that they are merely distressed like what what's the cl clear clear the any blurriness that people may have in distressing and then getting high and then would would most people consider getting stoned to be an extra level of high i mean oh uh, i think yeah there's definitely levels to it that, yeah you know the difference between taking a couple hits and feeling the mellow of it and you know being able to relax and you letting your your system calm down versus someone who smokes an entire joint and is you know just blitzed out of their mind you know it's same same difference between someone who drinks one beer or one glass of wine versus having six beers and getting completely wasted yeah i mean i don't really look down upon it but you know there's a time and place for everything yeah you know yeah that makes sense that makes sense well, dude, this has been awesome. Um, my, I think, you know, uh, the goal of this episode is not only to, you know, for, I think it's an interesting discussion, but yeah. I, I do think, you know, even, uh, you know, I, I'm totally fine with someone where they're at currently, their upbringing, what culture they grew up in, what sort of parents they have. I mean, I totally understand that some people are going to be at a place where they just don't get it. They're like, no, marijuana, that's bad. I mean, yeah. you, you've uh -huh. heard the Just Say to No campaign that Reagan did back in the 80s. It's all bad sort of thing. Sure. But I do want people, I, I am so pleased that people get to hear from someone that at the very least can relate to and be like, oh, that's that's not a bad yeah, guy. I'm he actually seems like I'm he's... just a normal guy who exists in the same society as you do. Yeah. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just yeah. trying to live my life and help right. people out. And, and, and you, you did not go to an elementary school today, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Um, what, and I don't even think I asked you this. How, how did you initially get into it? Like, did you smoke it at first and thought, man, this is, this is really helpful to me. I want to do this, exactly, too. Exactly, yeah. I mean... 
I, like I said, for years, thought about it and, you know, tried all of the, the chemical stuff for my anxiety and this didn't vibe well with my system. And I remember when I, I tried it for the first time, I felt like, wow, I don't have, you know, I'm not anxious about anything right now. I don't, not overthinking everything like I normally do. Yep. And, you know, I just took it from there. And I'm originally from the West Coast, so I kind of had, you know, a, a foot in the door over there and just kind of actively seek to that. And everything kind of fell into place for me. Yeah. And, and now here we are. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. So when you do go to the West Coast, I mean, are, are we talking this is, you know, super easy stuff, like dig some holes, throw some seeds? I mean, what is, or is it pretty, pretty hard stuff? Not, not as easy as you would think it would be. It's uh, pretty labor intensive, um, caring for the plants. It's an everyday thing. That's why when you're out on the farm, you're living there and from pretty much sunrise to sunset, you're either doing or thinking about what you're doing next to, to help the plants, whether it be watering, feeding them some nutrients or, you know, just to make the most quality product you can. Yeah. So do you have, is there always someone there? I mean, because right now you're on the East Coast and you're in the distributing part of your job. So is there always someone tending to Yeah, the, definitely. And they're so, tending right. to your stuff too? Like, do you have stuff growing right now that belongs to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, during the winter, uh, because the operation that I do is an outdoor operation. Um, yeah. So during the winter, it's all about just keeping what's called the, the mother plants alive, you yeah. know, and then we take those mother plants when the, when it's about to be, you know, sunny and time to plant outdoors and we clone them and make, you know, the thousands of little plants so that we can grow them out in the fields. So, you know, there's, there's always an active role in yeah. keeping an operation running. Yeah. Is there, uh, what, what is, how, how risky is the weather? Um, cold and then also hail i mean I, i'm a little house on the prairie freak i know that sounds yeah to a lot of people, people but man charles Ingalls, yeah, yeah. It, it, gets, drops, it, yeah. Gets, it gets pretty uh pretty nasty out there that's why during the winter we tend to keep you know a low-key thing like a little bit mothers growing indoors and keeping them warm and whatnot yeah until you know spring comes around and plants can be outside for extended amounts of time and there's not as much rain because you know one little rain and windstorm could potentially ruin your whole crop with mold or Gosh. what have you. So you, you just have to really be vigilant. It's a very uh, dedicated thing. Gosh. That's nuts, man. Uh, how is, is there any technology that's available today that was not for people that do did what you're doing now 20 years ago like is there any technology you're able to take advantage of definitely there's new techniques new uh, yeah plenty of it um it makes, it makes your job a little easier um there's a thing called uh light depping which is a process where you instead of just waiting for the plants to go all season and to produce the buds with the light depth process you're uh pulling tarps over the tops of the plants at in the evening for 12 hours so you know letting them tricking them into thinking that this is like their flowering time so right. you know, 12 hours of sun 12 hours of dark and so that you're it enables you to uh help the plant 
finish stronger and produce a better product in wow. my hunt. And that's just one of them. Um, yeah. Many other things, you yeah. know, watering, uh, feeding the plants organic nutrients is right. a lot easier because you don't have to manufacture it yourself. You know, yeah. there's plenty of things on the market that are available for that kind of thing. Yeah. Would you, uh, have you or would you sell marijuana via mail? I know you ship it to yourself uh, from the West Coast, but if someone said, hey, man, can you uh, send me some stuff? I'll send you some cash. Uh, I, 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 I tend to say no on that just because... There's always a risk involved because yeah. even even through mailing it and even if you have it packaged properly, you never know it could get caught up in the mail and you don't want any attachment to that or right. you know the potential risk of sending it some to somebody and them getting in trouble for it. Uh, so I, I tend to lean it against and uh, against doing anything like that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. if I mail it to myself, I'm assuming all the risk. Right. in the process yeah. so if something happens to it and it gets lost in the mail it's just on me and that's money out of my pocket yeah, yeah. Is, would you say that's most people that do what you do or you'd say most people take a lot of chances and uh, I feel like it just depends on the person really what what they think is worth the risk yeah you know there's people who pack a van full of it and get a hire a couple of older people to drive it across the country and you know that's that's a risk, but that's not one. A couple of older people? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it makes it less inclined for uh, police to pull you over or, like, you know, profile you. Uh, and like, you know, like, like a, a truck, truck driver that's, that's taking a shipment? shipment. Exactly, wow. yeah. And I know recently in the news, an uh, elderly com- uh, couple that was driving across the country got busted with, I think, like, 42 pounds or something oh, like man. that, which is a pretty substantial amount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and that, that was, was what they, they were doing. doing yeah, for exactly. Else. Yep. And typically, is that a pretty good gig to get, like a lot of money? If, if you can, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you can make it across, you know, <laughs> you know. I would have loved to have heard the first conversation between that couple, like Ethel. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's some money to take from across. Awesome. Well, uh, listeners, if you want to get in touch with Herman, it's one eight hundred nine one one weed. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Exactly>. Awesome. <laughs>